Gerald Huggins is here live from Vegas. He was at the Shrine Bowl, so he's going to break down the performance of Daniels, Bonds, Davis, Evans. But then we're also going to preview Isaiah Land's transition from on-ball linebacker to off-ball linebacker, and then also Aubrey Miller's explosive performance at the Senior Bowl. Oh, yeah. It's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics. Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, of course, I'm Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports Editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives, which you can see at this bottom of the screen. Let me go ahead and add that on there for you guys. That's that's on me. But if you're on the audio side of things, or maybe you're just trying to rush to Twitter, don't forget the S on the end. That's South Exclusives. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Go ahead and and go ahead and go to the website, fanduel.com slash locked on. Today to get started, make every moment more. And if you were watching last night, you saw the East-West Shrine Bowl. It was a great game. And then tomorrow, you're going to have the Senior Bowl. Well, here we have Draft HBCU's very own, and y'all know well, well, well known friend of the show, Gerald Huggins, coming on to break down his view because he was there live in Vegas. What's going on, G? I appreciate you coming on, and we're going to jump straight to it. I felt as if the story with HBCUs in the Shrine Bowl was the wide receivers. You had Dallas Daniels. You had Jadakiss Bonds. You had Shaq Davis. Of those three, who had the best week of practice and who had the best performance in the game, from your opinion? It was Dallas Daniels, for sure. For both? Excuse me, yes, for sure. Uh, okay. So the thing about Dallas Daniels is, like, um, what he did on film is what he was doing in practice. He showcased that he had a really good change of direction. He showcased he has a lot of twitch, a lot of good movement from you know from the bottom half to top half when it comes to running routes and creating separation. He didn't round off his routes, which means he was getting a ton of separation from every defender for the most part. I think there wasn't a defender that could say they had him for the whole week. Um, the hand movement, the hand placement when it comes to trying to beat the press could get some could use some work. But that's something he could definitely talk about. I mean, me and him talked about working with a D-line trainer so he could probably work on getting his hands off and so on being pressed. So he said that's something he's looking forward to getting into. So love to hear that. Um, I heard he interviewed very well. Um, okay. And in the game, he did what I think is going to be his role next level. He's going to be – he could be – I mean, I know he wants to play across the line. Well. He could play all different types of wide receiver positions. But he could really make a lot of money being a slot receiver. He's shorthanded. He's quick. He can find holes in the zone. Uh, he's tough. He'll catch the ball across the middle. I mean, he and he, you know, for someone his size, around like 5'11", 5'10", probably about 70. He'll probably be like a buck 75, buck 80 by the time his pro day comes around. It's good size. You know, there's a lot. They're ex not. I mean, there's outside receivers, you know, his size. But I do think that he will be better suited in the slot. 
And he showcased that. I think for him, his 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 stock rise tremendously this week. And you talked about getting off the press. Now, first off, I thought that a wide receiver working with a D-line coach to work on press and work on handwork, that's interesting. I don't know if that's normal, but that is very interesting. I think it was actually a pretty good idea. But one of the players there who talked about how to work against press, and that was something he felt he had to deal with, was Shaq Davis. So as the week went on, how do you feel like he learned to improve getting open against press corners? Uh, well, in all fairness, it's going to – it's gonna take a little longer than uh yes. <laughs> the tribal yeah. practice, but I will say that you know he was getting coached up by a very good unit that's had you know a history of having some really good receivers. Um, so you know it, you can see that he was probably trying some new stuff, but it just didn't look fluid because it was something new. Um, but end of the day, the people that didn't get their hands on him, he was beating them deep. That's Jack Davis. That's what he's gonna do. Um, if we're talking about like um. Uh, his play and during the week, he had a solid week. You know, he, he, what we knew about Shaq kind of came into fruition throughout the week and then the game. Shaq is a, a big play receiver, deep threat, fast, straight line speed, somewhat twitchy, you know, to be, get a uh, gain yards after the catch. But in the day, he's going to just open up and stride against you and just beat you that way. Uh, jump ball guy, red zone guy. Um, but he will drop the ball sometimes. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, he will, drop the, he will drop the ball sometimes. He had like an 18% drop rate. So he will drop the ball sometimes. But a lot of that came from contested catches and this, that, and the third. But he, you know, he'll drop the occasional wide open one. But he'll also catch the one over three defenders and, you know, hop over the fourth one and then score a touchdown. So <laughs> our, for, for scouts, it's like, okay, am I willing – to deal with that third and five drop for a potential 90-yard touchdown, you know? That's um, the thing, block, yeah. Block, I mean, it's like a – that's what you get from Shaq. That's why, like, a lot of teams – teams are going to bring him in camp. Just from the conversations I had this week, they're going to bring him in camp. There's going to be a team – they just want to see it. And in the day, if he's in camp and he's just being able to just jump over everybody and score, we're going to just not – you're not going to bring someone on that can score touchdowns. He's – I think for every five catches, he had a touchdown in his career. Some crazy number. Yeah. I got it's it's a, the, number, the number's crazy. I got to look it up. But I think it's like every other between five and eight. Every eight catches, five catches. I got to look it up. But it's like a touchdown. I'm like he's a he gets it. He gets it. if you get in the red zone outside of Jada Bonds, he's the best red zone threat in HBCU. Is that you talk about Bonds? Is that something that he excelled in? I feel like he's not as the Discussed being, you know, out there at Hampton. It feels like out there when we talk about HBCUs, but like I just kind of feel like Bonds just goes under the radar. He's quiet. And that's okay. I mean, listen, he's he's not you mean as a person he's quiet? Yo, listen, from what he's not big on social media like that. He just started posting Hmm. after the show. So I mean he was just in grind mode. You know, he posts like that. When we, you know, when we saw him there, he was interacting, but it wasn't like everybody else that was like in everybody's face and around. Like mm-hmm. he was very just locked in, which is cool. And then you know, once after the game and stuff, we talked. He was a little more open. He smiled or whatever. So I didn't see a smile. Since I was there, so I was like, okay, he is really locked in. But he played like it. Like in the day, Jada, he, he, he might be like, he, he has a little bit of Shaq in him, and then he also has a little bit of Dallas in him. That's okay. why it's like, it's like you could argue that he, you know, might be the best one. I mean. 
when you look at, you know, eye test, when you look at, you know, Shaq, you're like, damn, that's a, you know, that's a big receiver. Then you look at, you know, you look at uh, Jada, and it's like, if you had to build one, 6'2", 200 pounds, and fat. I mean, that's, that's a, and he's not, and he looks bigger than 200 pounds, first. That's my first one. He looks bigger than 200 pounds, but he's a big, he's a big receiver, and he's played across the, he played across the board. I mean, he, he can showcase blocking ability, so who knows? They might kick him even closer to the line of scrimmage one. Who knows? But he's good size. He was on kickoff, which was phenomenal to see. And Shaq was on punt return, too. So I was like, okay, I like to see that because for a lot of those guys, you know, it's probably what you're going to have to do your rookie year, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's that's not a knock because guess what? You're an NFL roster. Who cares? So, you know, for Jada – you know, the balls that he was thrown that was thrown to him with because the quarterback play was like quarterback shaky. Struggle. Quarterback, they struggle in all star games because it got ugly at the end of the game. It got it ugly to turnovers. It was a lot of <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot. But what I'm, but it's, uh, it's for quarterback, it's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of trust mm-hmm. that you got to have it to all the line you only been with for a few days. The receivers, you don't really know them. Like, I mean, it's hard. So, I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for them, but. I will say that's the reason why, you know, maybe Jada didn't get. I know Dallas. He probably missed. They probably missed Dallas on a few. They probably missed Jada on a few too. But Jada, when his opportunity came, he caught it. He looked like an NFL receiver out of his break, yeah. right, right out of his stamina and get right out of his break, and his ball right there, all hands, boom, crazy. Like, and it was like a big game, so it's just important games too. Like when the game was on the line. The West needed like some yardage, like yo, they threw that out route to him. Yeah, and, just, and you know, even and like I was talking to the coach from um um from the uh, East Side, and I'm just you know they was like when they were talking about Shaq, they're like yo, everybody tri- the quarterbacks trusted him because they throw they threw to Shaq, they did throw it to him. I mean, I know they it seemed like there was like a little lapse where they didn't, but he had about four targets, I think. You know, it's pretty good in a, 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 uh, an All Star <laughs> game. All through the week, the coaches, the quarterbacks talking about how they trust, they love. Like, yo, Shaq is. That's what I'm saying. With these three guys, and it's not a, this is not a very deep wide receiver class anyway. From the FBS level to D three, it's really not that deep. These guys, you could really say they're top twenty five options at receiver. You could argue. Okay. You could really that's argue. Solid. I mean, yeah, I mean that's not bad. You could argue three of them could be in the could be in the top twenty five. No worse than thirty. Okay, because I like you it. So, I, I'm very high on what I saw from them. But the crazy part is, they didn't have the best day. Neither one of them. And that's what we're about to get into. Because I know it's the trench work. That's where you love it. And we're going to talk about Mark Evans. I love the little cliffhanger that you left right there. And we're going to discuss his transition from tackle to guard in the next segment as we continue with Locked on HBCU. Before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Yes, our official sponsor on the Locked On Podcast Network, the newest sponsor as well. I love them, man. I just heard before we got on, Kyrie Irving has requested a trade out of Brooklyn. Yeah, out of your home city, man. We're going away from Brooklyn. Where do we think he lands? What does this do to the Nets' odds if we're talking about basketball? Because it's not just football. Yes, we have the Super Bowl next week, but we can still talk about MVP odds, uh, defensive player of the year odds. I'm sure there's going to be some some uh, some some lines on the All-Star game. So you can bet on all of these things, but the only place to do it is at FanDuel. And go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. 
And as we continue rolling with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day for your second listen, make sure you're checking out Locked on NFL and Locked on NFL Draft live from the Senior Bowl. We're going to talk about that event in just a couple of minutes. So make sure you guys are checking them out wherever you get your podcast. They have live shows at 8 p.m. Central. But of course, if you can't make it, you can always catch them on the YouTube or their podcast feed. All right, Gerald, you already kind of alluded to it. You said that Mark Evans had the best day. And the reason I think this is big is because he's transitioning from tackle to guard. So tell me, what did you see in his transition? It was a, um, it was a process. It wasn't like easy, you know, and mm-hmm. we, me and him spoke and, you know, he admitted to it. He was like, he was like Yo, you know, it was something, you know, things I got to work on this and the third. And, you know, he was very honest about it. A lot, all of them have been very honest about, their play and like what their flaws may be and what their you know their lows and grows. Like he they I like that about them. And Mark was no different. He uh very he was like he told me before the game things he wanted to just make sure he worked on and stuff like that to kind of show when he got on the field and well he did. Mark had a great game. Every time they ran his way, they they were popping off five, six yard runs. I mean it was it looked he looked smooth. He looked comfortable in his pass pro. He was sticking guys at the line of scrimmage during the week. You know, his it was like it was like this, but then like it just it got here at the right time. You know, like there'll be days he'll be good at pass pro, and that day might be bad at run block. Not bad, but like you know, we will work a run block and they go flip, flip, flip. So he had a good day for the most part every day, but he also had like a you know, things you didn't think he'll be weak on. He kind of had yeah. Little, but that was just from the transition. Um, but what helps him is he has to deal with the most athletic guys on the football field throughout his career. He's on the edge. So him dealing with an offensive line, him dealing with an interior defensive lineman for is really more about just the strength aspect and the leverage. But you know, with staying in front of him, mirroring him, it's easy for him. That's something he's a, he's an athlete. He's an athlete at guard. Yeah. And and I felt like, and I don't know if. Uh, one sec. Tell me if you saw the same thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like after the first two series that he was out there, it felt like the comfort in the the level of his play elevated. Like I, I feel like after that first or second series, it was just like a different type of player. I saw him climb into the second level better. I saw him being able to stay in front of the defensive lineman better. I felt like everything improved after he got into the groove of the game. Did you see that too? Yeah, for sure. Even things like with working with the stunt against the stunts uh, during the week, he um, he had some issues with that. And he also had an issue, you know, oversetting on a uh, uh, um, defensive lineman that was spread out a little wider. Um, but he didn't do it during this game. I mean, I didn't see. I didn't see from my from what I saw. I didn't see any bad. I didn't see anything bad. No, any bad play. Not one. I think he pretty much did everything you could ask for for a guy that's transitioned to that position. I mean, that was a be honest with you, his performance yesterday might have been better than Carter's last year in the senior bowl. Okay. I and you know, Carter got drafted. I mean, people are high on Mark. I saw someone's who I forgot who told someone told me that he, like he's in the top one hundred. Okay. Oh, like, okay, that's great. Like people like Mark. I I'm and I like him too, because he, he doesn't even look like a lineman sometimes like an offensive lineman. Like he's really he's built like very athletically for someone that's supposed to be a left guard or right guard. They even had him at center uh, a little bit too. His snap isn't bad. He gets it back there okay. rather quick. Um, 
and he was able to step and punch out of it. So, I mean, his he's the most – he might be – if he keeps working on it, he might be one of the most versatile players in the draft. I can't wait. You talk about versatility. You talk about versatility, and it makes me think about Isaiah Land, right? We're going to trans transition to the Senior Bowl. And he had reps at off-ball linebacker. Now, this is not something that I saw coming. Weight aside, I know his weight is his weight. But I just didn't see that coming. Is this something you thought they were going to try to do with him? No. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't alone. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I, 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 was just, I was just so caught off guard. I, 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 I don't know. I can't, I can't call it. But it's not like he's not athletic enough to do it. I just didn't think he was 6'3". I'm going to be honest with you. I, didn't, I never saw him in person. I thought he was like mm -hmm. that 6'4 and a half, 6'5". He's 6'3 mm -hmm. and a quarter or something like that. So I'm like, okay, maybe 6'3 and a quarter, 223 pounds. I mean, yeah, ideally, yeah, that's a – I mean, that's Derek Brooks. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a cover two inside linebacker. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Luke Keekley yeah. was 6'3", about 229. I mean, so I'm you think of it like, okay, yeah, that is a my butt. But I was just talking to um, Malik about this. I said, I'm going to change my comp on him. Okay. Uh-oh. Exclusive. After what I saw in practice, uh -huh. if I was able to move and – how I think he'll be used when he first gets into the league. Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin? You think so? I just don't, I don't see land. I don't see, listen, I love land. Right. And I hate, I hate talking about his weight concerns because it's, it is a negative. I just don't see land as a put your hand in the dirt. Um, defensive end. I, I just, I don't know if I see him as a four, three guy. Bruce Irvin was brought in for one thing. Pass, Pass rush. I, I know. That's all he, that's all he did know. in West Virginia. He only came in on third down. I think he had like <laughs> some crazy number of sacks. And he got drafted in the first round just, just to sack just, just to sack people. That's all he that's came crazy. in for. So if you draft Isaiah Land day two, mm -hmm. so if you draft him day two, you got a guy that's versatile. Because I – Bruce Irvin, you know, he became somewhat of an off-ball backer at, at some point in his draft. I forgot what team he was with that he was an off-ball backer. Okay. Cause I just think about him because he, he was with Seattle, right? I remember him being. Yeah. He started okay. standing up, you know, and stuff like that. He drops the coverage, you know. And I was watching Land, and, you know, it's still, you know, he's a twitchy guy for someone that, you know, at his size. You know, he has a, he's a really good athlete. So, you know, for someone like him, you know, he's got to work on the hip fluidity. But that just comes from, you know, that's just a different – your body's been telling you to do one thing for so long as a pass rusher. You know, now you're saying, like, yeah, we need you to go do that same thing, but just backwards. You know, that's you – know, it's not the easiest transition, but he's a, he's a freak athlete. So, I mean, he can do it. Um, he's long – I mean, his arms are still long. He's still, like, got has length. He jumps up in the air. I mean, who's going to throw over him? So, and then you have that option of doing what, what Southern did with <laughs> – <laughs> Jordan Lewis. So that's mm -hmm. why I was so Do you remember I, we always just say that was the difference between Lewis and Land cuz Lewis played yeah. off ball back and he was dropping the coverage. Even um Ronnie Thomas was dropping in coverage in Mississippi Valley. Land didn't drop yeah. back in coverage. For, so and now look at him. Yeah, that's what I'm so I'm like, oh wow. Like so I mean, I'm impressed though. I'm I'm not going to lie. 
They still had him play it with his hand in dirt. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. That's why when I thought of Bruce Irvin, because like, I remember Bruce Irvin playing off ball. I remember him standing up, and I remember hand in dirt. If you bring Land in, situational three down, third down pass rush guy, like pretty much what the Lions did late in the season with the Houston, that's a good first year. That's that might start. Yeah. That might just be a trend for our edge rushes out of uh, HBCUs, man. Your first year, hey, just pass rush, and then we'll get you bigger, and we'll transition you to a, a, you know every down four three guy. Okay, and we're going to continue talking about Isaiah Land and Aubrey Miller as well as we continue with Locked on HBCU. As wrapping up today's episode, we're going to stick right here on land and you can't move the conversation too far from his weight because whether he's an off ball linebacker, a three, four edge or a four, three edge, people are going to talk about whether or not he needs to put on some more weight. So the question to me becomes if he does play on the edge, whether three, four or four, three, he does play on the edge. Does he need to put on more weight? No, excuse me. Let me back that up. How well does he need to show he can rush the passer to where his weight concerns become less high at the uh, priority? Because he looked good. I, I saw him in the senior ball. I thought he looked good. I thought he did a good job in, in run. I thought he he showed good leverage for the most part. You know, he's quick, but yeah, he's still he, only 227. He can't – he's not going to be able to hold the point, you know, for a very – for a long period of time, like that guy, I didn't, I don't, I didn't see if he went up against. Well, I gotta look again, but I don't think they're on the same team. The kid from Ohio State, like, no, no, yeah, no, they're, they're not. not. They're not. The same. So, like a situation like that, where they're probably gonna, they might see each other this weekend. It's like Land is good at the initial point of attack, but eventually, mm-hmm. that three thirty starts coming down on his arms and it's it's just not the so what he has to do he has to do block shedding a little quicker he can't just sit here and lock in and just squeeze down and press the press the gap back you know consistently just due to strength and weight um but he does do a good job of like listen i can't press this down so i can do it just get rid of the block and replace the hip and he's quick enough to do that so that's a skill. I mean, let's look at all these. A lot of guys that get a lot of tackle for loss. These offensive linemen go lunging forward, and what they do, they swim them. I, I was, I mean, I got, I had a bruised rib one time doing. I, I never did it again. I never swam against the run, never. But I mean, it, that's just how it works. So Land has the ability to. He's a pretty good block shutter because he mm-hmm. has to do this size. Yeah. He has to. Okay, now let's switch gears because we are going to talk Isaiah Land at another moment. So I don't want to just exhaust all of our topics. Y'all know, he knows, I know, he'll be back on the show. Like, <laughs> like it's not something that's like a concern of all, oh, man, we didn't get to talk about this. We'll just run it back later. So let's talk about Aubrey Miller. Missouri transfer came to Jackson State. How do you feel like those Missouri roots helps him in an all-star competition like this where I didn't, I didn't go FCS this whole time. I know exactly what the talent level is. I know exactly what kind of players I'm going to be dealing with. I just so happened to showcase my best abilities on the FCS level. Well, he, well, I'm going to say this. He became a way better football player the past two years. Of course. Um, he became, uh, he's light years ahead of what he was when he, when he first got here. He lost some weight. 
you know, he got faster. He's still strong as an ox. Quick. You can tell he's in the film room. You can tell he's a tape guy. Like, he's... He's, I was, I was originally, I was going to say he would be the first one off the board from the HBCU guys, just due to the fact that he does have the FBS pedigree. He was uh, one of the best linebackers, defensive players in the FCS the past two years. He was on a championship team that he pretty much led the defense. Uh, even with James Houston being, doing what he did, you know, uh, I guess he said, so for him to be able to do what he did, Aubrey was still the rock, you know, he was still the rock of that defense. Um, and, you know, when I saw his measurables, I was like, yeah, that's, that works for me. You know, that is exactly how I think, how I thought he would be he size wise, about five, uh, about five eleven, six foot, 230 plus, you know, probably around pro day. He'll be a little 230 plus, maybe a little lower, but he's it. The special teams aspect. The way he just so he's so physical at the point of attack. When he blitzes, offensive linemen struggle. So you know running backs are gonna struggle. Um now I saw Jared McKinnon, you know, that I don't know how he's able to do it, but I mean I love to see that Aubrey Miller is Jared McKinnon because he's that is the pass block, best pass blocking running back I ever seen in my life. Um but yeah, like Aubrey is instinctual. Um where he lacks in like straight line speed, he makes up for it with change direction. And he makes up for it with film study because he knows what things are going to be when they be there, uh, before they get there. Um, I like his game a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I will say he'll be the first one off the board just due to the fact that he's that good as a linebacker, and he's a special teams guy that loves to play it. It's kind of hard. I mean, it's kind of hard to not pick a guy like that in a linebacker class that you could say is not deep, deep. But he's he's doing what he's supposed to do, in my opinion. He's doing everything he's supposed to do to get drafted. Everything. Well, I had a follow-up question to that, but I feel like you really answered it. I was going to talk about his draft stock, but you say he thinks he's going to be the, the first HBCU player off the board. So there we go. That That's his draft stock. I love it. Gee, I appreciate you coming on. I know you guys was looking for him yesterday, but I'm actually kind of happy that you came in today because we were able to recap the Shrine Bowl, and I, I think that's a little bit better than previewing both. We got to recap one and preview the other, but I appreciate you coming on, man. We've already talked about it. We're going to do some more work with Draft HBCU in the future, so you're going to see more people from the, from the group coming on the show and giving their expertise, and honestly, I can't wait for it because it's going to be great content, but I appreciate y'all, man. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter, at Gerald underscore Huggins, right? Uh, it is uh, Coach Huggins Jr. In the you know, switch it up. Okay, Coach Huggins Jr. There we go. All right, so go ahead and follow him. On oh, I, I, anyway, see, this is why I just ask people what is what it is. <laughs> that's why I just ask people. Yeah. I thought your Instagram was Coach Huggins. I thought your Twitter was uh. I, had Gerald, I made them both. I made them both the same. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Same. Okay. I, I know I wasn't tripping. There we go. At least we can end with me at least knowing it was somewhere in the back of my mind. But I appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate all of you for making us your first listen of the day every day for your second listen go ahead and check out locked on nfl and locked on nfl draft they are live at the senior bowl so you can hear some more things about isaiah land you can hear some more things about aubrey miller because both have made some standout plays including miller being the player of the day in day two so make sure you guys are checking that out but i appreciate you for making us your first listen for sure in the meantime in between time if you're looking for me you can find me on twitter at south exclusives 
until the next time that we hear each other family take care stay blessed peace